Man, can we give God some praise in this house this morning? So amazing to be with you. I'm always excited when I get to be at the island, man. Just amazing people, amazing team. And I believe that God has a word uh, for us today. I believe that every time we come into church, we should accept it as a divine appointment that God wants to speak directly to us. So I want you to say this with me. Say, Lord, speak to me. Come on. Say it like you mean it. Lord, speak to me. That's better. I hope y'all don't come in a few weeks with any Jaguars or Georgia Bulldogs jerseys. As long as y'all don't do that, I think that party will be good. <laughs> Somebody about to throw some tomatoes at me. But no, I want to get into this. I'm so excited to just come and be able to share uh, on vision this morning. And I was thinking about uh, Helen Keller uh, growing up and just reading uh, about her. And one of the things that she said, this isn't in your notes, but one of the things she said was the best things in life can't be seen or um, necessarily touched, but they're felt in the deepest parts of the hearts. And something will happen to us when we get vision really uh, on the inside of our hearts. When you live with vision, you live differently. When you live with vision, you live with endurance. You live with perseverance. You live with a drive to get past every obstacle. How many of you came in with obstacles this morning? You came in with tests. Vision is something that will keep you going when you're tired, when you're ready to quit, when you're ready to give up, you can uh, press through. And so I want to share first principle right off the bat is this, is that God wants us all uh, to live with a vision that will outlive us. So many times we uh, are dealing with just the everyday things of our life, the things that go on on a daily basis. And I want to challenge you this morning as you just let God speak to you in the way he desires that I, I, I would say that he wants to do something in your life. He wants to do something for you. Uh, but more importantly, he wants to do something through you. Um, and he wants to do it in a way that it outlives you, that when you are gone from this earth, I know we focus so much on here and now, but that when you're gone, you will have left a deposit here. Somebody say amen. You would have left something here uh, that will live long past you, souls and lives changed and transformed because you said yes to God and that you uh, obeyed God. Uh, John Nadir, he said this. He said, if you knew the thoughts that God has concerning you, and the plans that he has for you, and the blessing that he's ready to release upon you if you walk in his ways, you would forsake all others and follow the vision and purpose for which he sent you here. Think about that for a minute, because I mean, you ever pray and like, God, if you would just reveal the whole picture to me, if you would share with me a little bit more about what you have for me or maybe the destination you have for my life, it would be so much more comfortable. I, I pray like that sometimes. God, show me everything. But he just gives us a little snapshot. And he says, if we could just really just get a peek and a glimpse into the vision that he has for our life. Man, there, we would say yes to him all the time, and we would just drop everything to do whatever he asked for us. He always wants to do more for us than we want to do for ourselves. Think about that for me. He always wants to do better for us than we could possibly imagine. You know, that's why that verse in Ephesians, and it's not in your notes, but it says that he, he does exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ask think or imagine. I'm just, I just want to whet your appetite for this because sometimes we pray and we're, honestly, we're praying very, very little in comparison to what God actually wants to do uh, through us. And if we would just say, Lord, what, whatever you want to do, however you want to work in my life, however you want to work through me, just have your way. Here I am. And I tell you, you would see the miraculous power of God work in your life. Proverbs 29, 18 says this. It says, where there is no vision, people perish. 
says, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Let, let me give you, if we dig into that in the original language, what it's actually saying is where there is no divine revelation. In other words, where God has not revealed his purpose, people cast off restraint. Now, this is important because that means that if you get a vision, the vision that God has for you, the vision that God has for the church, the vision that God has for your family, you know what it will do? It will focus you. It will put restraints on your life, and, and, and it will allow you, watch this, to say no to some good things so that you can say yes to some God things. You know, so many times it's easy for us many times to reject the bad and the negative, but sometimes we got to say no to something good so that we can say yes to something God. Come on. So here it is. I'll give you the first thing. Vision, it gets us planted. Vision, it gets us planted. Vision, in other words, it, it, will, it will stabilize you. Many times, you, you ever felt like you were going through a season where you were doing like this? You were kind of back and forth. I couldn't really get my footing. I couldn't really get myself straight. I'm trying to figure some things out. You know, when we get the vision that God has for our life, for our church, for uh, everything that he wants to do, it will anchor you. It will say, you know what, through every storm, through every test, through every struggle, I can make it through it because I can see past today to what God wants to do through me tomorrow. Not only does vision get us planted, it, get, it keeps us rooted. See, some of us in our lives, in various areas of our lives, you know what the challenge is? We know how to come, but we don't know how to stay. I'll say that again. We know how to start something, but we don't know how to stick with it. And I'm not talking to anybody individually, but think about the things that God places in your heart and places in our heart, even as a church, as, as a ministry. Sometimes we, we get excited, Brian, to get started. But then when the pressure's on, we don't want to stick it out. And sometimes we're willing to stick it out and breakthrough is so close, but then we don't want to stay to see it through. There's a reward. Um, I, I got excited when we was talking about the giving be, because he said, there's a reward when you, you know what's been put in. See, some of us, we, we see things and like you said, we see the end product. But when you know the effort and the work and the prayers and the fasting and the sacrifice that's gone into something, when you see the finished product, you praise differently. You worship differently. You pray differently because, you know, I was vested in what God was doing through me and through the church. Can we say amen? So it not only keeps us rooted. Watch this. It gives us focus. Vision gives us focus. Why, why, pastor, is that important? Can I just talk to you today? It's important because there's everything fighting for your attention. On a regular basis, there is stuff fighting for your attention. Turn on your phone. It's fighting for your attention. You see a, a post that you can't scroll by that made you angry. It's fighting for your joy, for your peace. For your attention. Come on. You, you go through trials. You could be having the greatest day of your life and you get one text that brings you down just like that. Focus. That means that even if it's raining in my life today, come on, I realize that it can't rain forever if I got focus that sunshine's got to come. I'm trying to help us because we're going to get into some stuff today. But if we can get planted, if we can get rooted, and if we can stay focused with God's help, we will be unstoppable. And just you, you ought to get excited and get joy about the people's lives who can be affected just by you getting planted, getting rooted, and staying focused. And so vision here 
is this. It's, it's we exist to be a church that equips and mobilizes disciples who will transform our city and our world for Jesus Christ. How many of you know that's bold? That's bold to say, you know what, our test, what God has put in front of us is to mobilize and equip people that will transform, watch this, the city, my immediate sphere of influence. You know what, every part of this street should be affected by Journey Island Campus, should be affected by your prayers as you're driving on, should be affected by the preaching and the love that we show for this community. You know what, when kids come in this auditorium during the week, they ought to feel something different because we have deposited something here. That, that's vision, y'all. I, I, just, I just think I get excited about stuff like that because you don't always, we don't always realize the long-term effects of what God is calling us to do. When you got people who are praying, sitting in these seats right now, kids are coming in this room and, man, what is that? I feel different. Don't know what it is. Can't explain it. And next thing you know, they might be years later coming with their parents. Got to get y'all in here. A life changed just because somebody sitting in the seat said yes to what God wants to do through the ministry. But not only the city, but it affects our world. Our world. We think in this box, but do you realize every day you say yes to what God has called you to do, it has an effect on this world that's lasting. It's, it, it's, I, I just, y'all forgive me. This is the kind of stuff that just, it just fires me up because... We have to have this fundamental belief that no matter what, Jesus can change anything. He can transform anybody. When we deal with Jesus, when we deal with God, he has no impossible situations. See, some of us guys, we came in with something that's impossible today. Like we smiled, we fist bumped, we high five, we shook hands, we hugged, but we're dealing with something impossible on the inside. And if anything, let me just be a reminder to you as people of vision that God has zero impossibilities. He can change anything. He can change what the doctor said. He can change a financial situation. He can change the craziness sometimes that's going on in our own minds. I know we don't want to admit stuff like that, but the reality is God is faithful, and he's all-powerful, and he can change anything. So when we live with vision and we live with mission, it just, it just changes everything. What's the mission? mission is we exist to engage the culture with the irresistible love of Christ for the purpose of helping people take their first step towards him. How many, no, like let's be real. A lot of our culture is just jacked up. It is messed up. And you know what? What sets us apart and how we move differently from the world is we don't complain about it. We trust the power of God to help us change it. To help, how? how? By letting the love of Christ flow through us. To every single person we meet, whether they, they think like us, whether they look like us, whether they feel like us, uh, you know what? The love of Christ, it, it, it has no barriers, which means that sometimes you, you, you may not convince somebody of something, but the love of Christ will change their mind, it'll change their heart, it'll change their attitude. Sometimes, Can you remember the first time you encountered the love of Jesus? I want you to just take 10 seconds to think back to that first time that you really, maybe you haven't, you're sitting here and you haven't experienced that. Maybe this is your day. Maybe you're feeling it right now. But that moment where Jesus just touched your heart and you realize that in, in, in the midst of every weakness, in the midst of every sense of inadequacy, in the midst of every failure, that he still loved you, that he still had a purpose for you. That he still had a vision for your life. Why are you saying all of this, Pastor? Because the people who are coming here, 
they need to feel what he does through us. Come on, say amen. amen. All right, my introduction's almost finished. <laughs> I'm kidding, y'all, I'm kidding. Maybe I'm kidding. <laughs> Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20, you all know this, but let's, let's read it anyway. It says, Jesus came near and said to them, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. He said, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Somebody say everybody. everybody. Somebody say it like I would say everybody. everybody. <laughs> Y'all sound good this morning. It says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe everything that I've commanded you. And remember, and here's a promise, I'm with you always even to the end of the age. Here's the point. Our love of God should say, our love is God's greatest advertisement to draw people to himself. Our demonstration of the love of God is his greatest advertisement. Can I say it this way? Sometimes we talk too little, but sometimes we talk too much. And sometimes God just wants us to show his love to people when they call us. And, you know, something would happen. Have you ever had somebody who would just, and they were going on and on and on and on about something, and, and honestly, it was getting on your nerves, but not, not any of y'all, because y'all have grace all the time. But every so often, we encounter somebody, and in our head, like, they're talking, but in our head, we're like, will you please just stop? <laughs> and the truth is, if we took a moment and said, how can I love like Jesus would love? In this situation, maybe they just need a hug. Maybe they just need somebody to say, you know what, the Lord is going to take care of it. And watch this, it could bring it, it could bring them to a place of faith just like that. Talking about living the vision. We must live lives on mission, helping others to become more like Jesus. Don't ever forget the, the goal. The church was never intended to be a social club. It was never intended to be full of cliques and clubs. You know, it was intended to be a place where because people experienced Jesus, heard about Jesus, worshiped Jesus, that we become more like Jesus. At the end of the day, uh, I, I should be able to walk out these doors just being a little bit more like Jesus, loving a little bit more like Jesus, talking a, mil a little bit more like Jesus would. Watch this. Forgiving a little more. Like Jesus would. Maybe being even more patient. Like Jesus would. See, we can't ever forget the goal. Sometimes I think we want to check the box. Not you. But, you know, that's how we look at church. We come in on Sunday. We just, I did my, I did my hour. He's, he's been preaching about 20 minutes. He should be wrapping up in about three. Better get us out of here before brunch. This rate, I hope we get out before dinner. But I'm kidding. Somebody be like, I'm walking out right now. <laughs> But the truth is this, y'all. Don't ever miss the fact. Don't look at what God has called you to do, no matter what it is. Listen, whether you, you would serve with kids, whether you would hang a flag or pray or whatever it is. Listen, everything you do for the Lord affects eternity. Even if you don't get the thank you or the pat on the back or the recognition in front of everybody or the stage or the platform. Come on, can I be real this morning? If we do it for the Lord... It will affect eternity forever. We're talking about living the vision. Let's keep moving. The presence and the power of God in our lives will always be at the level of our obedience to the Great Commission. You want to experience God's presence for yourself? Commit to the vision. 
God's vision. You want to experience the power of God in your life? Commit to going and making disciples. Commit to that vision of engaging the culture with the love of Christ in a way that changes everything. And you know what you can guarantee? That when the presence of God needs to show up in your life, the power of God needs to show up in your life, it will show up right on time. The old people used to say this, he may not come when you want him, but he's always right on time. And I say, you ever been like, God, I wish you would show up today. The Lord's smiling, and he want to hug you and say, you know what, I, I, I want to, but it, it's better for you if I move in this a couple weeks from now. But he'll always show up. My grandmother used to say, God is never late. So what's my job, to be anxious about waiting on him? No, commit to the vision and trust right when you need it, it'll be there. Right when you need him. It'll be there. Why? Because you're walking with God. I'm walking in step with God. You know, it's a different kind of boldness. Somebody say boldness. It's a different kind of boldness when you know you're just walking with God. Does it mean, Pastor, I won't get sick? No, you might get sick. Does it mean I won't have pain? No, you might have pain. But it means that God will meet you right in the place that you need him to meet you because you've committed to walk in vision and walk in step with him. Is this making sense? All right. All right. Let me let me move so y'all won't say he's too long. Matthew 22, 37 to 40 says, he said to them, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. He said, this is the greatest and most important commandment. He says, the second one is like it. In other words, that's the greatest commandment, but I want you to show you something that's on the same level. He said, love your neighbor like yourself. Somebody say, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. I'm supposed to love my neighbor like I love me. Somebody's like, well, I don't love me, <laughs> so I don't have to love them. Stop being extra. <laughs> you know what we mean. Yeah, you know, we want to show that same demonstration of kindness that we desire to those that come in contact with us. When we live in vision, we prioritize what Jesus prioritizes. Say this with me. What's important to Jesus has to be important to me. I want to let that sink in for a minute. Y'all realize everything is not important. Some of us lose sleep over stuff that's not important. I can't believe they did this and they didn't apologize to me and this, and we'll stay up all night worried about it. What's important to Jesus has to be important to me. Let me give you these if you're taking notes. Number one, God wants my attention. When we live in vision, we realize that God wants my attention. Does he have your attention this morning? Not only does he want my attention, watch this, God wants my affection. Not only does he want my head, does he have my my heart? Think about that. If you're on a team already or serving or just anything, does God have my heart. Not only does he want my attention and my affection, watch this, and here's where it all comes together. He wants my actions. Not only does he want my head and my heart, but he wants my hands. Can God use me for whatever he's asking me to do? Because let me tell you, we're we're, we're in a time where the people in this world, need to see the church and God's people rise up. 
and be reflections of Jesus in this world. How many of you know there's no, there's no system, no policy, no politics that can change the world? Only Jesus can. And you know who he works through? You and I. So with that, John 13, 34 says this, I give you a new commandment that you love one another just as I have loved you. You are also to love one another. He said, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So here it is, y'all. Here it is right here. Our greatest witness to those who may not know Jesus is the way we treat one another. And what I learned, John, a while ago, what I learned, every time Jesus asks you to do something, it's contrary to what your flesh would want to do. Every single time. And the truth is, we don't always want to treat people the way they need to be treated. But God says, if you want to show people me, recommit to treating one another the right way. And you know what? They'll see the vision. They'll say, wait a minute. I, I go home. I go to my job. I go to all these different places. And I don't see people treat people the way y'all do here. You realize somebody can see you hug somebody and, and it's been months since someone gave them a hug. And they're like, I just, I got to connect to this because I've not seen a level of love like that in my life in a long time. Wait a minute, people actually talk nicely to other people on a regular basis. Yeah. So when I say vision puts restraints on our lives, I do it for Jesus, but I also do it so that people can see the vision that he has for my life, for the church, for the ministry. Stand to your feet. Everybody stand up. Here's what I want. With every head bowed, every eye closed, nobody's going to call you forward. But I want us to do something here before we worship. If you're like, I was listening to this, Pastor, I was listening to this message. And I want to live for something that will outlive me. See, it's very simple. I'm not, I'm not going to go deep with this. But you're like, man, something's been tugging on my heart. That I, 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 that's my desire. I know, God, you have called me to a level of significance, but I, I can't put words to it. I can't explain it. I just want to live for something that will outlive me. I want to pray specifically for you. I'm not going to call you for it. I just want to see with your head bowed and your eyes closed, just, just throw your hand up so I can see who I'm praying for. If that's you, you say, I want to, I want, I want, that's me. I want to live for something. See you going up all over the room. Praise God. I'm going to challenge you as I pray to ask yourself this question every single day of your life. Just think about it. When I wake up in the morning, is it about me or is it about mission? Is it about me or is it about mission? 
It's the right answer to that question. It'll change your prayer life. It'll change what you worry about. It'll change what you think about. It'll change your anxiety levels. When we live for God's vision and mission for our lives, it will motivate us to do three things. And here's where the challenge is and what I'm going to pray for you, that God will reveal to you. Everybody has a next step. You heard about uh, Pastor Ryan talking about the welcome party in a little bit, a couple weeks. But everybody has a next step. For some, that, for all, that may be your next step. But more personally, maybe you just are in here and you just need to connect to God. Like you, you are here, I did, uh, came and did the church thing, but I'm not really connected to God. Your first step may be you just need to connect to the Lord and start a relationship with Jesus. And there are people you can ask after the service, I'm sure anybody with name tag could show you how to make that decision. But some of you, you, you've connected to the Lord, you've connected to God, but you've not committed to his purpose for your life. And so today, I'm praying that you would commit to your purpose, that you would connect, commit to what God has for you, even within this local body, whatever he would have you do, commit to that. And some of you have connected to God, you've committed to his purpose, but you know the area that challenges you? God is calling you to start contributing to his cause. To just take that step of faith and start, you know, I'm a part of it with myself and with my time, but, you know, maybe it's time for me to make some sacrifices and also sow and give and start tithing and do those things. Wherever it is, God is, I'm just praying that God would help you take your next step this morning. And I'm going to believe him to do it. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for those who've lifted their hands and those who are here, those who you're dealing with their hearts, those who would say even within their hearts, I'm ready to take another step closer and start living in the vision that you have for me, the vision that you have for this church. Lord, help and equip them by the Holy Spirit. If it's someone who doesn't know you, bring them to a saving knowledge of yourself today. Help them to realize all they've got to do is turn from the way they've been doing things and turn to you trusting your sacrifice to save them and change them forever. Those who need to get involved, I pray that they would be motivated to begin to research how to join a team and be part of that. And maybe it's growth track, whatever it is, Lord, help them commit to your purpose. And finally, Lord, those of us who need to take a step of faith and begin giving and sowing so that we might experience the pleasures of your abundance in all things, as Brian so eloquently said, help them do that today. We thank you because you're the God who can do exceedingly and abundantly above all we ask, think, or imagine according to the power that works in us. And you're the one that's able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before your presence with exceeding joy. You're the only wise God, full of glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forever. In Jesus' name.